0: While audiences have become more industry savvy, there's still the common misconception that if a movie fails, it's the screenwriter's fault. With What Could Have Been, the members of Bloodhound Picks utilize their screenwriting MFAs to see what the script of an unsuccessful movie was meant to be prior to production. This is our um, What Could Have Been segment, and it is um, basically a script to screen where... We talk about the, um, you know, the movies that are what the original screenplay was and then kind of what they became after production, post studio interference, all that stuff. And so um, based on our last episode, we are talking about Spontaneous Combustion, which was directed (laughs) by Toby Hooper and written by Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper and Howard
1: Goldberg, whoever whoever the fuck that is.
0: So, Kyle, since... Yes, Uh, so I
1: subjected these two fine gentlemen to this torture of first just watching Spontaneous Combustion and then reading Spontaneous Combustion. (laughs) Jesus, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, So I think... We've discussed this, obviously, already, so we all know that this is a uh, failure of a movie in in most respects, and it's interesting to me in terms of what it could have been. I was watching some guy's review of it on YouTube, and he put into perspective, I think, what I actually... Why I'm fascinated with it, because he said that it was... uh, I don't know why I didn't think of this comparison, but he said that it was like kind of trying to be like David Cronenberg's the fly and totally failing basically. But that's what I see like in it. Yeah. It's trying to be kind of like some horror tragedy thing, but uh, so we've all read the script and really there isn't a ton of difference. Some of the problems that we mentioned, like characters dying off screen who we've never met, are still there in the script there is like some more exposition exposition and explanation um and i definitely think the some of the some of the like shitty effects i mean there were some good effects but there's some like i know we were talking about the ending where he's like melting into the ground <laughs> and you're like what the fuck at least in the script you read that and you it's explained what's supposed to be happening even though they didn't uh fulfill that potential um i think it's interesting to look at in that respect though because you can see how at least some of the stuff kind of worked on the page some of it was better and then you see how oh wow this was like they didn't have enough money or i don't know what happened but yeah we'll turn it over to you guys
0: okay um no, so I think this is a good example of one where, um, since it is the, I think we talked about and we might be doing later the um, debtor with Neil Marshall Stevens or written by Neil Marshall Marshall Stevens, where it was that he only wrote it and then a company took it, did stuff with the Weinstein's took it, did some changes to it, and somebody else directed it. Where this you have to- Toby Hooper involved in the writing process and directing it. So yeah, a lot of the script itself for me, it, like you were saying, Kyle, it it was very similar. Even the, I think the whole opening for the most Mm -hmm. part, the whole like first act was basically almost word for word in terms of dialogue and stuff like that. From what I could remember. Um, But yeah, the, it's just that you get kind of more exposition scenes or the effects are explained more or, it just seems like, yeah, there was. It was supposed to be a bigger budget type of thing, mm-hmm. but for the most part, like it it does play off, as you were saying, very similar to the, the script, or yeah, in the final project.
2: I was just gonna say that, it was almost like, uh, Hooper and and Finkelstein, whoever the other guy was that helped him write it, uh, it was almost like they thought they had a blank check. Um, be- because to me, if I remember correctly, I you know, we we're, it's been a little while, but um, in the script, if I remember correctly, every single death scene was written well more than what you actually saw. Um, and clearly, every death scene needed to have somebody burned up or some kind of fire effect <laughs> you know so it's it, it was it was like it was like they wrote it with a thinking they had a blank check to do all these crazy effects um and speaking of which that means that the John Landis death scene was also overwritten and much better in the script because of how much more suffering yeah. that <laughs> was inflicted on the character that ultimately we couldn't do. He couldn't do because I'm sure it was too expensive. It was like fucking, wasn't he like vomiting lava or something? Or it was just like, what the fuck?
1: I mean, that really gets to the heart of the segment. What could have been, you could have seen John Landis die in some epic way.
2: It's a Yeah. I
1: think there's a lot of stuff that was more grand. No, what are you going to say?
2: And and wasn't the in the in the screenplay too? Wasn't the end like pretty much completely different because in the film the climax took place at the the guy's house, but in the script it was at the hospital.
1: No, I think it was the same. There were, I think they rewrote the ending for sure a couple different times. Okay, I think it's okay. That's
2: what I thought.
0: It's closer because it he
1: because he goes to the mansion and then they have like a little bit more where they're wherever.
0: Yeah, in the ending, it was, like, I know I mentioned, and it kind of came up in our review of the movie itself, where it kind of feels like it it was heading into, like, a lawnmower man idea. Oh, yeah. Where the ending of the script was, like, he acknowledges that he's in the circuit, or, like, he's one with the city or something like that. Which and there that's...
1: there was that in the script more,
0: yeah, where he's yeah, like calling
1: it, yeah. her and stuff, and she watches him on like the power line, or like electricity coming down the power lines towards her, or something weird like that,
2: yeah, and it's like, no, dude, it's fire, it's not electricity,
1: and Hooper's just like, I'm trying to do Coke and drink Dr. Pepper and make a movie, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I really like Shocker. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not as good as Shocker, or has consistent. Oh. Dude, there are there are not many things that are as good as Shocker. Yeah.
0: Uh, is that your favorite West Craven, Josh?
2: Uh, it
1: might be. What's your favorite West Craven, Craig?
0: People under the stairs.
2: Ah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. Probably
1: Nightmare on Elm no Street, but yeah.
0: Nightmare on
2: Elm Street's good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean That's they're great. all good, but yeah. Except Cursed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, and that CGI in that movie.
0: Oh god, yeah.
1: Like most of the a lot of other things in that movie does not age well.
2: Did Same. you guys see did you guys see um his Hills Have Eyes part two? No.
1: I I still oh, haven't seen it.
2: Oh my god. It's honestly, it's one of the worst things ever made.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. Skip. And it was just,
2: it's just so clear that, you know, he because obviously the first film is fucking a game changer, yeah. and I, it's just so obvious that he was pressured, and he, I think he needed money too, so it's like, "I'll make a sequel, The Hills Have Eyes, and make it as shitty as I possibly can, and not give a fuck." <laughs> okay so everybody needs money (laughs) unfortunately true
0: so are we done with spontaneous combustion kyle um
1: i feel like there was something i was gonna add i mean there's a bunch of little things that aren't important
0: um
1: oh that's what i was gonna say amongst other things uh there should i think this movie should now only exist as a drinking game and you should have to drink every time someone says SHC or spontaneous combustion. Because there is like a bunch of parts where people just keep fucking saying that. And you're like, okay, yeah, it's the title of the movie. We got it.
2: You know, that that reminds me, As since we're going off on so many fucking tangents, the best drinking game involving a horror film without question would be Put on Poltergeist 3, and every time a character says Carol Ann, you got a drink. It's I looked it up, and it's it said 121 times. Jesus. So there's no way you're making it through if you play that game.
1: You could also just drink every time, like, an actor's on screen who died an untimely death to, like, any of the, <laughs> the Poltergeist movies. That's true. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, I think we're done with uh,
0: okay,
1: with it for life.
2: It's too bad, though, really, that he that he couldn't do all the shit that he wrote because, you know, it it had it would it have been better? I mean, I don't necessarily think that's true, but it sure as shit would have looked better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it could have been cooler. And really, yeah, I mean,
2: it it only would know, have.
1: To say yeah. Go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say because you know we still have the the part in the script about the character dying that we never met and, and Brad Dorif getting all worked up about it because, you know, that doesn't make any fucking sense, but.
1: Yeah. I was going to say it'd only be better if he had like a stronger writing partner, but the spectacle stuff that it was all about would probably be cooler to look at.
0: Yeah. It doesn't really have the, I guess now that you said the fly, I could see it a lot but it doesn't have the character development that the fly has. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I was
1: trying to do, and I didn't know how to do it at all.
0: Okay. So we are done with spontaneous combustion forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Bloodhound Picks podcast is produced by Josh Lee, Craig Dram, and Kyle Hintz. Music by Raymond Seed. Audio editing by Kyle Hintz.